malam What is happening everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of That Tattoo Show It's a weekly podcast where we talk about various topics ranging from I don't know, having a bath, all the way up to doing tattoos. It's so varied. And even in the podcast, we do talk about multiple things. So just keep that in mind for later on in the video. Anyway, I'm Chris, and I'm here, as always, with... Paul. All right. Purple-handed Paul. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, what is happening? And that's it. What is happening? What are we doing this week, I guess? So this week's episode, we got into a conversation, uh, you know, a couple of days ago about, uh, you you know, you guys are all at home teaching yourself to tattoo. Uh, A lot of you don't work in... uh, studios, shops, you've got private studios or you're teaching yourself, you know, all that sort of stuff. And one of mine and Chris's favourite things about working in a shop is the banter and the the interaction that goes on between oh, yeah, the tattooists and the clients and some of the things that get said in the shop. And a lot of the things that get said in the shop, we can't really talk about because you just can't, right? Yeah. But, there's some very, very funny stuff. And then that got us into a, a wider conversation about, you know, the the whole culture of tattooing. One, we talk about the culture of tattooing a lot on the show. And one of my favourite things about the culture of tattooing is the kind of storytelling that goes on and the tall tales that gets told, that, you know, that get told in tattoo studios and some of the rare stuff that goes on. And so I thought... For this week, what we try and do is uh, kind of introduce you into, a, I guess, a new feature for the show uh, called Shop Talk. And we'd, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up on a couple of conversations that have gone on in the shop that I can repeat and kind of introduce you to some of the stuff that I think of all the reasons for getting a job in a shop is these are the, the best reasons for doing it, is spending time with your peers doing tattoos, talking shit, having a good time uh, and making beautiful artwork at the same time. And it's not just us that talk absolute nonsense. Our clients do it all the time. And some of the funniest things I've heard said in shops are the are the, have been the clients telling us about their mad jobs that they do. So that's coming up later in the show. If you're one of them people that likes to skip ahead, there are chapter markers down there and you can skip forward through the news and the comments if you're not interested in the news and the comments. I oh, think you've like seen that comment said, said, you, can you? Just skip, you can just skip <laughs> forward 30 minutes. So what we've done, you may not have noticed, is uh, we've made it easier for you. We've put chapter markers in the YouTube. Uh, they're not there every week because sometimes I forget to do them, but most weeks they're there. And so if you're only interested in the conversation, you can skip forward if you don't care about tattoo news or what everybody has been but saying the on the is, channel this week. The, 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 this is the thing, though. You know, if you are if you don't care about that and you want to skip forward, you're the one who loses out because you know <laughs> the whole point of listening to the podcast is you might win a tattoo machine and things like that. And you know, I maybe going forward, we'll ask you to answer a question that you will only know the answer to if you've watched the entire podcast, just to be or listen to it on Spotify. You know. Uh, you Spotify guys can't fast forward on the chapters. I haven't worked out how to do that on an MP3 yet, but I will attempt to do that for you. It's, I've only just figured <sighs> no, out how to do no, the YouTube no, one. They need, no, 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 no. They need to be able to have commitment. Like, fuck that. Listen, <laughs> listen to it all. We don't, we don't Commit put to all the full this time. Show. In, yeah, we don't put all this time and effort into making the podcast for you to skip it. Fucking hell. <laughs> 
Chris. Yo, bro. What's in the news, mate? Okay, so this week in the news is a little bit of a... It's not a correction, but I just wanted to kind of, like, address something that I mentioned last week. Last week, I mentioned the new tattoo machine that is being brought out by FK Irons. That was early information that was given to us, and it looks like one of their resellers... Uh, had kind of like already dropped the bollock and announced the machine. So they had to do the launch prematurely by the looks of it. But one thing that I want to pick up on, and if you are watching this, guys... We're not angry. We're just disappointed. <laughs> just disappointed. No, because like I was really excited about this machine because they were like, we're bringing out a fucking tattoo machine that's going to be budget friendly. We're thinking about like, you know, the tattooist and trying to help them, especially through these hard times. And they were like, this tattoo machine is going to be 600 US dollars. And then when it got announced and then you know, yep. they done live videos and they were like, oh, it's going to be, you know, then it's like the initial price is going to be $600 and then it might be seven-ish. It's going to be a pre-order price between April the 18th and April the 30th is going to be $599. And then after that, it's going to end up costing you $799. And that is the bit that fucking annoys me because obviously you can make this machine and sell it at $600 and make a profit from it. Why the fuck are you selling it at eight and putting up to $800? Like I was totally willing to be like fucking well done push this machine for people who can't afford to spend like a thousand pound, $800 or whatever. Cause it was a really good answer to, you know, having a higher end machine. Uh, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just a bit disappointed. Like, you know, because $600 is a good price. You've already got a machine out there, which is going to be around about $600, which is the AI Tenetas, yeah. which has got, you know, tried and tested fall harbor motor, which is, has the same battery system that the, the AI Tenetas has, you can connect it to an app, which works. It has a screen. It has steady mode and responsive mode. It's got fancy LED lights, which if, if you want to change them, comes with a sterilizing case. All that for $680 or $50 or something. And then it just doesn't look... It, it, it's, it's just like... What's the, you wouldn't go for that. You'd go, you know what I'm doing? You wouldn't go for the $800 machine. You'd go for the $650 machine. Um, a, a couple of other things I know about it as well is it looks like they've got a, a new brushed motor that they've kind of designed is going to be in that. So it's going to be interesting to see what the battery life is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously from, from our experience, brushed motors draw more power. Yeah. More so power I don't know how much... Growing. Yeah, so I don't know what's look. I'm I'm still looking forward to trying it out. Well, I ain't got any news, and I got no music news this week. To be honest with you, I th um, if I'm absolutely honest with you, my week last week got away from me a little bit, and uh, I was a little bit chasing my tail all week. To be honest with you, so there's no music news ne next week. So we will crack straight on with your comments. <laughs> Alright, so I've noticed there was a couple of comments that took my eye this week. So the first one is from Tom Tom Jacobs, 9451, and it's on our video, Why Aren't We All Millionaires? So and he what he says is, so wait a second, if a person walks down the street with a coloured ink tat on him, or her, or they, is he getting arrested, fined, incarcerated, and investigated for whence he, she, or they got them tats from? I added the he, she, they, because I'm inclusive. Wrote loads of different responses and deleted them because, like, I just genuinely don't know how to respond to that other than saying, um, you win the award for, like, daftest fucking comment of the week. 
<laughs> that's just comment to the week award goes to. Like, like I, like I. I, I just don't, like, I don't get it. Like, maybe look into the reach regulations and things like that, but I don't get how from that video you fucking managed to think that someone's going to get arrested walking down the street. You say, where did you get your tattoo done and what ink did they use? It's like, how the fuck do I know? No, what's going to happen is tattoo studios will be checked by the local governing bodies to see what inks they have and to make sure that they are up to scratch with their inks. Not not people are going to get stopped in the street. So, yeah, <laughs> you win the award. <laughs> yeah, for like, no, you didn't quite get that conversation, did you? Yeah. You didn't quite grasp it. <laughs> you know, sorry, mate. Try again. Try again. So the next one is from Johnny UX2BI. Uh, what's your take on Xnet Flux Machine? Because I feel like these big, so-called big companies... Stock from China at lower prices and rebrand the machine. For instance, look at Dan Cuban machine with a $4 Chinese motor and machine costs $900. Okay, let me take a breath. Right. First of all, you're wrong in your thinking. So the way it works is companies like Cheyenne, companies like FKINs and so on, they put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of uh, design work. They get engineers and so on to design these tattoo machines and manufacture them in-house. Yes, certain components like electronics may come from China, as is would be with everybody, but generally the machines themselves are made in-house. Like if you want to use a Flux, for example, it's all machined in Miami. It's like if they're going to get it from China, why would they have a massive factory with loads of CNC machines? Like are they just there for show? Um, so no, what happens is they make the machines and then... The Chinese companies that you get off AliExpress and so on will reverse engineer their products to a degree. And but I say to a, to a degree because a lot of the machines, especially like the Flux, for example, it's, it's mostly like cosmetics. So the actual inner gubbins of the machine is complete. It's not, it's not the same. So yeah, they basically, they make them, trying to copy them. As for Dan Cuban, I have heard about him putting like four, $4 Chinese motors in there. But some Chinese motors are really good. You get Japanese motors that are good. You get German motors that are good. It's all down to what the machine builder wants to use. But the charging, the £900 for the machine, I think it's more down to a case of like, if you're making machines and you're... Yeah, so if you're getting machines made in smaller quantities, the production costs is, is going to cost more. So yeah... The machine motor might have cost him $4, but the time spent designing it, the time spent building the machine, you know, buying all the other parts and getting it CNC'd and so on, that might add up to another five dollars $600. Um, the other side of it is, you know, it might only cost him $200 to make the machine, and you're paying $900 because you're paying for the name. So there is that side of it as yeah, well. It's also, so it's also worth mentioning that... You know, as with a lot of things in tattooing, you've heard this, you've heard that, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of he said and she said. Unless you confirm it for yourself and you hear it from the horse's mouth, a lot of that is hearsay, you know what I mean? There's there's a lot to be said, you know. I mean, you know, we're in an industry where every part of it is competitive. So one machine builder has, there is a benefit to them for another machine builder to be held in lower esteem. So if they, you know, they're always looking for yeah. little edges over each other because it's a very competitive industry, you know. And and so, uh, you know, people, I wouldn't like to cast dispersions, but I do know from 
historically that I've heard a lot of rumours about a lot of things that are said by, by people about other competi competitors in their industry that are just not true. So unless you know for certain yeah. and you find out and you hear it from the horse's mouth or you buy a machine, you open it up and you find out what's in it and how it's put together, you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of that stuff. And the other thing is, you know, you pay your money, you take your choice. If it, you know, if I build a tattoo machine and I want it to be five grand, um, then it's up to me. You know, if I think I can sell them at five grand, then, you know, you, but yeah, you set that, the price the of your you, own, you, you know, you we all set name. the price of our own tattoos based on, it's not based on like a union rate. It's based on what we think our tattoos are worth. You know what I mean? We're, we're all setting prices like that. You know, we're all competing with each other. So, and in the same way that, in every town, you'll hear tall tales told about different tattooists in different studios. I've heard all kinds of rumours. You know, there are a couple of tattooists that I've known for years that I think two of them have been dead twice. You know, <laughs> you know, because, oh, he died. Have you heard about him? He died, you know, and you're like, you know, it, yeah. there's a lot of that goes well, on. So confirm the, it for yourself, the, you know. The, the whole Bapantin thing as well, isn't it? Like people saying like, oh, Bapantin changed their ingredients. I was like, no, they didn't. That was just a rumour set out by, you know, some of the company that sells tattoo aftercare. Very important thing that I learned when I was working adjacent to journalism was if you want the truth, follow the money. So, you know, follow the money, follow the money and you'll find the truth. If there's money to be made uh, by slagging off your competitor, then a lot of the time that's what will happen. This is Chris's comment of the week, this is. This is my favourite comment. I like, I like this one. It's from Visual Ammo. And what they have said is, just want to say, as constructive criticism, Paul's audio sounds like his voice is being projected through a large cardboard tube. Very bass. Whereas Chris's voice is clearer and comfortable listening back. I love hearing Paul explain and tell us things, so a clear sound would be great. Cult of Paul. Rock on, motherfucker. Um, yeah, I, I thought, like, finally. Finally! <laughs> the, like I was saying, like one episode out of 106, and my my audio sounds better than Paul's, but it's all down to Paul, so I can't take any credit. It is what it is. I did actually reply to that comment. And he was like, um, "Fuck you." To be fair, we do have um, technical issues from time to time on the show, and we could just go. Do you know what? We're not going to put the show out, or we just do the best we can with them. Uh, Contrary to popular yeah. belief, there isn't a team of 40 people sat in the room with me currently filming and running the audio. We are literally, there is about four of us that work we on the show. We are literally doing everything, Mick. All right, I've got a couple of comments that I want to read out. This first one is from uh, Junkyard1202. Thanks for your comments. You guys are the most honest, genuine tattooists I've ever listened to. Keep it up, thanks. I've got news for you. We're not even tattooists. We're actually just television presenters. We were put here by um, a large TV company uh, to, to be passed off. I'm actually wearing a wig, uh, and I don't even know Chris. No. I'm not even a man. I'm a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> all things that have been said to us uh, true, true story no, thank you very much, appreciate the comment we do try and keep it real, we are real tattooists, uh, just in case you're joining yeah, us uh, you know, you're one of the more recent subscribers, we are both actually tattooists we are jobbing tattooists, we are both shop owners in the UK, I'm in England Chris is in Wales, Chris's studio's behind him yeah uh, so thanks for the comment, mate. Appreciate it. We'll try and keep it real for you. And hopefully we won't go Hollywood anytime soon, you know. We go Bollywood. Uh, I think I'll be far more entertaining. Yeah. Bollywood would be awesome, mate. Honestly, I've done... So, uh, true story, I've done some uh, Bollywood soundtracks 
uh, back in the day when I was jobbing as a sound engineer. It was great fun and amazing food. I thought you could say you could do Bollywood dancing. Great, great food. Great food in the sessions. I really loved it. Uh, uh, my next comment comes from Tazion. Uh, he said, are you coming to the Edinburgh Convention? Sorry, no, we're not. I'd love to come to back to Edinburgh. I'd worked the convention for a few years, uh, but we are not coming to the Edinburgh Convention, um, as far as I know. Jimmy, if you uh, if you want to stay, give us a shout, mate. We'll come. My last comment is from Pete the Greek, 9864. Paul, thank you for your hospitality today at your shop. Your sticker is now on oh, my gun I've safe. Seen that. Uh, so I came in on Sunday... Uh, because, you know, I, I tattoo on Sundays. And Lucas's client, so Lucas is one of the guys that works with me, his client he watches the show all the time. Oh, no way, that's cool. Uh, when he, he was in getting the tattoo, we were talking about the show, I gave him one of my infamous Paul fucking Talbot stickers that I give to very few people because people stick them up places and I get in trouble for them. <laughs> so I stopped giving them to people. Oh, so you didn't give him, you didn't give him a that tattoo show he sticker? He had a tattoo show sticker. He had a bag of stickers. When you come to my shop and get a tattoo, you get a bag, you get a goodie bag with all your free aftercare in and a load of stickers. Every single client gets one because we like to look after people, you know? And he only uses a, a tattoo machine that's got a $4 Chinese motor in it as well. So I personally don't think he should be charging as much as he charges for tattoo. I actually don't. I use, uh, <laughs> I use uh, 250 quid. Is it 250 quid? Well, I, yeah, 250 quid rotary works machine with a 50 quid battery grip on the front. And, uh, and it's all going very well, thank you very much. My entire rig cost me £300 and I'm very happy with it, you know. Well, so if you're one of the people that skipped forward, um, you've just missed an a, a amazing piece of news. Like, like I couldn't, I just couldn't believe that. that I, was I don't think they deserve to know. Incredible. I don't think they deserve to know. Fuck, I know, fuck you. we're just not going to tell you. You'll have to skip backwards and find out what it was that was going you don't, on. You don't deserve to skip back. I'm, my ghast is flabbered. Yeah. You know, this week's topic is, uh, it's really just shop talk. You know, and I wanted to give you um, a kind of example, really, as a because I know a lot of you are teaching yourselves, right? And um, one of the things that I think you can miss out on if you work on your own or if you've got a private studio um, and, you know, you find it difficult to get into the world of tattooing, it's one of the things that, you know, if somebody was saying to me, you know, is there any reason for working in a shop? What's the best things about being in a shop? Um I would I would say my absolute favourite thing of working in a shop and in a convention, if I'm honest, is that hanging out with people that all do the same job as me, uh, talking about the job that we're doing, but also talking about the random and rare shit that gets talked about in tattoo studios. Because if you if you've not spent a lot of time in one, yeah, then you be, could be forgiven for believing that we all sit there quietly with our hoods up and our headphones on, <laughs> you know. Um, but most tattoo studios are not like that. You know, there's normally loud music playing that nobody agrees about and, and every, everybody's complaining about everybody else's music choices. And there are conversations that, you know, sometimes the tattooists come up with and sometimes they're instigated by the clients where the client will tell a, you know, like a, a random story. Uh, one that came up a little while ago in my studio, uh, my daughter was tattooing somebody that um, works, I think, like the postal service of or like UPS or DHL or somebody like that, and they, they're responsible for checking parcels that are coming through customs. And so my daughter said, what's the weirdest thing you've ever experienced like that? And, and she was told <laughs> that this person had put their head, their hand into a box 
to check it, only to find out that it was a human head that somebody was posting to someone else. <laughs> I mean, how random is that, right? So these are the kind of things that come up in um, in shops. And I just thought that it would be, instead of us having a conversation about the world of tattooing, the politics of tattooing, you know, and, and all of that sort of stuff, I just thought it would be funny for us to have, you know, the the, the kind of conversation I that we would have. Did I ever tell you before? Like I, I this is matter. When I when early in my tattoo career, like one of my clients brought me a body bag in <laughs> with a body in it. Nah, I just a body bag. You said, like, "Oh, I can get body bags." And I was like, "I'll have a body bag. I'll fucking use it to scare people." And I just fucking put a body bag on the floor, and then people walk past me like, "What the fuck is that?" And I jump out of it, going, "Ah, fucking yeah. scared a few people." Like. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation that I was going to put to you, uh, this come up. Uh, based yeah. on last week's episode, I uh, I yeah. said, you know, does anybody want to join the cult of Paul? Right, there's nothing in it except a free sticker, possibly, and a bunch of people have messaged me, and a bunch of people have commented, and it, you know, hashtag cult of Paul and all that sort of stuff. And uh, obviously, the guys being the guys, they know me really well, so of course, all they do is take the piss out of me. You know, you think you're fucking Jesus and all this sort of stuff, and I've, I've told them like, no, I don't think I'm Jesus. I think I'm some sort of alien space Christ. Right. <laughs> Oh my God, alien and, space um, Jesus. And so after the uh, inevitable 20 minutes of ribbing that I had to uh, that I had to put up with from the guys in the shop, which is all in good fun, uh, we went on to have a conversation about whether it would be possible or not to actually turn tattooing into a religion and if there was actual benefits to tattooing becoming a religion. So before I get into this, what I want to say is if you are religious, I am not suggesting that tattooing should replace your faith, okay? Please don't I get am. triggered or anything like that. Maybe Chris is suggesting I, that. I don't care. But, yeah, Chris don't care. I do. Uh, this is purely for comedy. Uh, we had a funny conversation in the shop, and, and that's the entire point of this, right? So here's the thing. Do you remember a few years ago, well, it's probably, no, it's probably more more like a decade ago now. Um, there was a campaign that went about on the internet, back when the internet was a fun place where you could hang out and everybody didn't get offended all the time, where <laughs> people said, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be funny? They, they'd read a thing that if more than a certain amount of people put a religion on the census Oh, form, they become Jedis, didn't they? Right. So, and the, so this thing went about on the internet is if more than, I think... A thousand people, I think it was a thousand in the UK, if more than a thousand people say that they follow a particular religion, then that religion has to be officially recognised on all government forms, right? So obviously this spread like wildfire in the UK. So if you're not in the UK, you have to understand something about our sense of humour and how much we, we generally uh, dislike our government to the point where... Um, we just don't take them seriously. In recent years, they built the first new, um, I think, life lifeboat for the RNLI, and they decided that it would be nice to have the people of England vote for a name for the new boat. I remember that. So they, so the government decided to do this and went, you know, shall we call it the HMS this, you know, you know Albatross or the HMS something, you know, Winston Churchill, and the people of England came up with. Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> Fucking right. 
and so they should. But this is the thing, though. Like the government turned around and go, "Well, we're not going to call it that." It's like, <laughs> so, nah, but we've voted, we voted for it. We want to call it Boaty McBoatface. But this will give you an idea of the sense of humour of English people if you're not in the UK. Uh, one of our uh, recent Prime Ministers, David Cameron, was regularly referred to on Twitter as uh, Dishface. Oh, Dishface. <laughs> Fuck off Dishface. Like. <laughs> Fuck off Dishface. And it was a bit of a competition to be the first person to say, Fuck off Dishface to the Prime Minister of England when he tweeted something. Um, so, as you can imagine, when English people heard that if they could, if they put Jedi on a government form for the census, which is something we have to fill in every few years, um, that they would then have to put Jedi on all the forms in England as a real religion. Everybody did yeah. it. And of course our government went, well, you're just mucking about now. Stop it. We're not putting it on the form. It's just a silly internet thing. So this was my premise for asking the guys in the shop, could we, if, if that was true, is there, if we all, all of us that love tattooing, if we all put tattooing as our religion, on our census forms, would they have to recognise tattooing as a religion? All right, so th this is the thing, right? They, they Obviously, they would, but as we have discovered, um, the tattoo industry couldn't organise a fucking piss-up in a brewery and the chances of, of, of getting, you know, some cohesive, you know, industry fucking thing joining together and all of us, like, being able to do one simple task. It could be done, but we couldn't do it because we're all... Too fucking like. If we could do it and tattooing was recognised as a religion, suddenly every tattoo studio in England would become a place of worship and therefore exempt from tax. Yeah. And if you wanted to get a tattoo, then it would be your right to religious yeah. practice. <laughs> So you would you would be able to tell your boss, I'm going to go and get my tattoo session. And they, they couldn't say, no, you can't have the day off. You go, no, 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 you are restricting my uh, yeah. religious practice and my right to worship. Well, what, like you'd have to put... Also, in... that would mean that all tattooists... Well, yeah, we'd be, we would be preachers. Like we, you would have to put like some mad fucking shit, like all tattoo beds must face Sailor Jerry. Well, I think in England it would have to be be Sutherland MacDonald because he was the first per, first person to open a tattoo studio in England. He was he was actually the person that coined the term tattoo artist as well, or tattooist. Actually, was he he combined the word tattoo and artist together? So I believe it was Sutherland MacDonald that came up with the term tattooist. You know, and, and I'm. My my history of tattooing is a little bit shaky off the top of my head, but I have a feeling that so doesn't Sutherland McDonald teach George Birchett? I believe. I'm I'm not sure. You'd have to check that on the internet or something. But I think that's kind of how the lineage of that goes. So, you know, and I think George Birchett was one of the first people to bring tattooing to the masses because at the time of Sutherland McDonald, this is in the 1800s. So that's why I'm a bit. It's foggy been a while it. since he was round in the 1800s. It's been a while since I was in the 1800s. And at the time, it was the premise of the rich elite people. And I think it was George Burchett that brought yeah. tattoo into the masses. And that's why he's the, the kind of the king of the tattooists in the UK. So our tattoo beds would all have to face yeah. one of those final resting places. You know, I think it'd be really good. But then if you're in a place of worship and your tattoo studio becomes, you know, the equivalent of a church, 
or, you know, something like that, then wouldn't we all then become priests, preachers, vicars? Well, yeah, oh, and then I what would the criteria then be? I want to be a title rabbi. Fuck it, I want to be a we, rabbi. We, 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 I don't think we can steal terms from other religions, though. I think they'd be upset about that. Well, we'll have to think of... Well, yeah, but if you're a priest, you're stealing from another religion. Well, we'd have to religion, come up with it? some other term so, for it. But I was then wondering if... Like, at what point do you go from being a vicar... That inappropriate joke fucking popped in my head then. <laughs> Complete inappropriate. Yeah, don't go there. Please don't go there. You get us cancelled. Not for YouTube. Um, so I was thinking, where's the criteria then from going from being a regular vicar to being a saint? You know, would we need uh, for some of us to be exorcists? So instead of doing cover-ups, you'd become a tattoo exorcist. Oh, you're excising. You'd the bad ink, oh, you know. So we'd have to have, you know, the power of Christ compels you and all that. Well, we'd have to come up with our own. Can't we'd have Christ. to come up with our own wording, obviously. But then would we then have exorcisms? The power of Ed Hardy. And, and all that sort of stuff. Or the power of Lal Hardy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the power of Lal compels you. <laughs> <laughs> Would we then immediately, because of his long standing in the industry, would we have to immediately saint Lal Hardy? Would he have to be Saint Lal? Because I think he would. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then yeah, what would, would the criteria then for modern day saints, would it be the amount of tattoos that you've done? You know, how, how would that work, you know, to become no, a saint? I, would, I think it would be, it would be the, the, the contribution that you've made. Like, if you've done something that has, like, changed the industry and for the better, if you've, you know, if, if you are a game changer, do you mean? So then if you're you, a saint. If, if you bought yourself a thermal printer and then brought it to the world of tattooing, but would I be St. Paul the printer? That's what I'd no, be. No, 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 because you didn't make the... I've changed no, no, the industry you, 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 forever, no, but I brought it to the world of tattooing. I, it's like I brought it down. I mean, Moses didn't write the commandments. <laughs> so Moses didn't bring the commandments. He didn't write them. He just brought them down off the mountain. So if I bring the printer down off the mountain, don't, don't I become St. Saint, Saint Paul of the stencil? So everybody, if you're having a bad time with the stencil, you have to wear a, wear a little... St. Paul medallion, uh, you know, with my face yeah. on it or something like that. You know, every time you do your stencil, you pray to St. Paul that your stencil will go well. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe I could, you know, I could get, a, I could get sainted for that, you know. I mean, I'm not putting myself in the same category as Lau, but I'm just saying, like, I did do the printer thing. He's trying, he, he just wants to be a fucking saint. And this is the thing, though. I like, like the sound of St. Paul. You, it sounds taking, good to me. Uh, but yeah, no, but you can't. You can't be a saint. You can't be a saint because it's even though it's a religion, you're taking you're taking terminology from an already existing religion. So if you look at Jedi's, Jedi's don't have saints, do they? They have Jedi's. And no, we can't fucking, steal from Jedi's either. No saints, like. you know, So we'd have to come up with a whole load of yeah, new no, terms. Yeah, no, we'd have to come up with. Well, what would you, what what would you have yeah. instead of saint then? You could be like it could be. <laughs> The thermal printer was brought to the tattoo industry by Paul, and for that, he will be forever known as... So I want to know, if you could, you know, nominate a saint to, or a tattooist to become a saint, uh, and we're only using saint as a working term until we find a better one. This is if we even can get tattooing recognised as a religion and we can all have churches and not pay any taxes anymore, which would be awesome, which would be great because we could all become just registered charities and all that sort of stuff. It'd be great, lots of benefits in that. You know, um, who would you nominate? Yeah, let us know down below. Um, put it down there. Who would you nominate to be to become a you know a saint in the world of tattooing? You know, I think that would be really interesting. But that this yeah. conversation, 
oh man, it must have gone on for an hour and a half in our shop. It does though. Look, we have proper mad, like the fucking shit we talk about in our shop is unreal. Like I had someone in the other day and, and, and we had one conversation where I think we were discussing Andrew Tate and how, like, how he, how, even though he is revered by a lot of young men, you know, in out in the world, he's still is he? a bad influence. Because it was the whole idea. It was like, you're, you're all watching this guy going, oh my God, yeah, fucking Undertate. Fucking rah, 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 rah. Think, bigging him up. And, and you're trying to be like Andrew Tate. And like the massive difference between you and Andrew Tate is he's a fucking billionaire or millionaire or whatever. And you work in fucking Tesco's, mate. And you drive a Ford fucking Fiesta and you go out on a Saturday night and you're trying to act like somebody who is a fucking millionaire. So we look... Um, and, we just, we have, the fucking conversations we have are just fucking from, it ranges from that to like conspiracy theories, like to talk, discussing art and everything. I found, um, I found a brilliant conspiracy theory podcast this week. Um, Shane Dawson's podcast is really good if you're into conspiracy theories. Really good podcast if you like conspiracy podcasts, because we're not doing any anymore. Head over to Shane Dawson's channel. Watch we them. We may good. do some. Look, don't listen to Paul. We won't. Don't listen to Paul. If well, you want, listen, listen, listen. Don't listen to Paul. If you want us to do, don't listen to Saint Paul. Don't. You can't be a saint. It's not part of the religion. Um, don't listen to him. If you want us to do a conspiracy episode, we will. Let's do a conspiracy episode of the conspiracy of why does Paul not want to talk about conspiracies anymore? That's an entire conspiracy in itself. It's because he has stumbled across the truth. And he's it's been because silenced the, the, by, people, it's been silenced the people that have Illuminati. paid for me to be here, my, you know, um, all the people that from the TV world that have put me here and put me in this wig pretending to be a tattooist every week have said, don't talk about conspiracy theories because it upsets our bosses, the lizards. You know, and, and the reason, yeah, and the reason why Paul keeps mentioning like the saint side of things is because the Illuminati have turned around and said, if you can manage to, you know, take people's attention away from what's happening, we make you the saint of the Illuminati. There you go. You know, from preacher to saint in three episodes, just as simple as that. And so, look, I hope this is giving you some sort of insight into the kind of nonsense that you can expect to go on in tattoo studios when you're trying to work. This is the kind of stuff, usually over the top of some, like, an ear bleeding death metal. This, this is, is, entire yeah, this is the kind nonsense. of nonsense that goes on in tattoo yeah. shops all day long. Every, Every single day, fucking day. Uh, and it's brilliant fun, and that's why you should be. That's why you should be getting yourself in a shop as soon as you possibly can, because you'll have a great time. You know, we'd be, we'd be taking a piss out of nipper, right? This is and this is another thing what I fucking love about tattooing, and I love about being in the shop, right? I was tattooing someone the other the other week, right? Uh, been tattooing for a few years now. Fucking Brett owns Drum Depot, awesome fucking guy. And like, he just turns around and he's like, oh, fucking, I won't believe what happened the other day. I was like, what's that then? And he's like, oh, I had fucking Blackstone Cherry in my fucking shop the other day, hanging out all day. And I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, they fucking, they had, they had a cup of tea in And I was like, fucking hell. So hopefully, later on down the line, we may have some interviews with people like Blackstone Cherry. And again, what, and that's not the reason why I love this job. That's just a, a perk of doing this job. You get to meet cool people. But, um... Like, my, my business partner, Nipper, he's invented something. I cannot tell you what it is. It's like NDAs and, and all that bollocks. Uh, it's to do with music. 
And uh, he's like, my mate's saying, he's like, oh, so what do you need? He's like, oh, I need like, you know, a musician to test this thing out for me. And I'm just like, all right. All right. And he's like, yeah, sound sound. And he's like, oh, I can, uh, I can, I can get, I can get my mate Perry on the phone if you want. Two seconds later, he's like, oh yeah, fucking uh, Perry's on the phone. And I'm like, who the fuck is Perry? And he's like, oh, Perry is the guitarist from Pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? This is the, the mad stuff that goes on in tattoo shops all over the world every single day. See, the funny thing is, because we tattoo people from all walks of life, you never know who's walking in to get, you ta- get tattooed by you. And like, if, you, if you're in like a shop like mine, where uh, it's all open plan, all these conversations are overheard by everybody in the shop. And quite often, you'll be having a conversation and somebody else will chime in. And before you know it, everything's gone completely pear-shaped. But anyway... So with that, I hope this is giving you some kind of insight into um, the kind of things you can expect when you're working in a tattoo studio, the kind of nonsense that goes on. We will cycle back round to this idea talking. because it's tattoo, you, you know, tattoo talk is, it's part of, it's part of the culture of tattooing. It's fantastic. And you should get yourself into there. He's just doing this bullshit in my ear all the way through. (laughs) With that, guys, I hope that's giving you some insight into what it's like to be a pro tattooist and the nonsense that goes on. And all of that. He's just training me to do live TV and ignore him. You know what I mean? I can, the thing is, I can just freestyle it and just take my headphone out and do the ending because now I don't even have to hear the word he fucking says. And so with that, guys, this has been that tattoo show. Um, tell the lawyer, tell the judge, tell the priest, tell Matthew, Mark, Luke and John that Paul wants to be a saint. I've been Paul. <laughs> and I've been Chris. He's been Chris. And this has been that tattoo show. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Shamalama ding dong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>